Welcome back to the Faith Friday podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Summers, and today I'm here with none, other, with none other than Dr. Jake Kaufman. Jake, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you very much. Jake, um, Dr. Kaufman, I should say, mm-hmm. um, used to be head over the music department, but has more recently made a change. Right now, I'm the chief academic officer. Um, I think uh, more commonly, it might be known as just the academic dean here at Central Christian College. So yeah, you're right. Um, this is my 16th year. I started as just an instructor and director of the Contemporary Christian Music Program. Mm. But um, as I moved forward, uh, a position opened up for me to be the music department chair. So I had a great time doing that. And then um, about a year and a half to two years ago, I started, um, I'd been working with our online education. So I became the director of online education, then moved into the academic dean, and now I'm the chief academic officer here. And it's a privilege to be working with faculty yeah. and students. Yeah. yeah. Well, con- congratulations on your, you know, your change of roles there. I know all of us greatly appreciate um, just how much work you've, especially, <laughs> yeah, especially right now with the online students. I know it's it's been a really tricky year. Being local and being on campus is been more difficult especially last semester um, with covid so yeah it was a challenge in in, uh walking with faculty and uh with and students the Mm -hmm. difference between you know just doing face-to-face education and then uh remote learning where you know you're working like in real time with but using tools like zoom and panopto and things like that and then and then of course we have an online uh, school, school professional education, where students then are, you know, used to the online education format. And so we have, we have 300 students that are doing that all the time and having our students being involved with that, or on-ground students being involved with that. It's been, it's been good and it's been a lot of training, a lot of growing. So everyone's, students have adapted well and faculty, I'm really proud of the faculty. So yeah. Yeah. Amen. So if I'm not mistaken, you studied worship arts. Is that is that correct? You you know you um, you are Doctor Kaufman. Yeah. Can you maybe elaborate a bit on um, sure on that PhD? Yeah. So um, uh, I did my undergrad here at Central, and I uh, did that in music ministry. It was a liberal studies degree in music and uh, ministry, and then I went and. Uh, once I was hired here, I started my master's program and uh, did that through seminary. So it was a a 96-hour program where I worked uh, at Bethel Seminary up in St. Paul, Minnesota, which is actually an American Baptist school. Um, But um, it was great because they did really great online uh, and uh, and hybrid classes, Mm -hmm. so it allowed me to work here. And at that point in time, they were one of the best to, to do that. And so... I got a master's in Christian thought and then uh, started. uh, I was looking for another place where I could continue to work and do my schooling. So the Robert E. Weber Institute of Christian Worship um, is where I went. They only offer master's and doctoral programs. So I started there and completed that, um, I guess. I don't know. It was maybe five five or six years ago now. I completed that. Yeah, so I have a doctorate in worship studies. My doctoral thesis was on mentoring. Uh, so the way that doctoral programs work, you get more and more narrow. So my my <laughs> doctoral thesis was on mentoring uh, college age students mm-hmm. and, and how to become worship leaders and worship teams. Um, it, it the title's about 
20 words, but uh, that's an easy summary of what it was. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were working here at Central while you were pursuing your master's and your doctorate. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Right. When did you start working here and what was kind of your what, what kind of brought you into a teaching role here at Central? So I started working at uh, once I graduated from Central, I worked at a Christian high school and I taught um, music mm-hmm. uh, ministry there and Bible. And, uh, and so then in, well, I, I got hired on around 2004, 2005. I believe that was the school year. And then uh, after I worked here for one year, then I started my master's program. Um, and then uh, that was at Bethel, like I said. And so that was mostly working every evening doing uh, my master's work. And yeah. then uh, it worked out pretty well because my wife was an RD, so she was working with students at Stoll while I worked in the basement with students doing our homework or whatever, right? Yeah. So I worked on that, um, uh, and I think I graduated in 2009, and then I think I took a year off, and then I started my doctoral work and worked uh, mostly on, I. it was a little more difficult because I had kids at that point, so right. I had to really um, schedule myself wisely. Mm-hmm. So I would work... Um, for sure, one uh, evening, for sure, right? Yeah. And then uh, during the school day or school week, and then usually two evenings, and then all day Saturday. So my wife was very gracious, yeah. as you can imagine. Yeah. And our children are small, so um, I could take breaks and spend time with them and so forth. But that was that was a challenging time for me, but not in a negative way. I. I love doing school and I could probably be a full-time student if I wasn't careful, <laughs> if it didn't cost so much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, there's so many opportunities to learn um, for free just with yeah, with right. the advent of YouTube. And so I, I think there's a sense where you can fulfill that mm-hmm. full-time student. Well, there's definitely uh, one thing you do learn about um, in your doctoral work is where to find meaningful mm-hmm. uh, research and information. And so um what what you know what you do is those all those books that you read mm-hmm. um and all those articles that you read you, you tend to read the same people over and over again they become your friends and so you can kind of keep an eye yeah. on what they're what they're publishing and yeah. what they're um working through um and the challenges whether that even be through facebook some of them i'm fr- i'm now friends with facebook so i can see uh, things that they're wrestling through and and re- regarding their research and right. so forth so i can still continue to grow in that way and and mostly, um, and this is just for any of the students that might be thinking about doing their master's work. I, I did my best to to be formed spiritually, and it, mm-hmm. and it you know it did help that I was in, at seminary and doing right. worship <laughs> studies. But like I recognize that no matter what um, discipline you're in, you can really see your like doing your academics as as an act of worship. Mm. Um, and so when I would start, I would do my best to. Say okay, Lord. Anything that comes comes out of my mind or hands or body may may be glorifying to you, and may you shape and and make me more like your son. And then uh, when I would submit things, I would hope you know hope that um, you know I, I could kind of lay it at the feet of the Lord and say, Lord, here's the work. I yeah. uh, I hope the teacher thinks that this or the instructor appreciates it because yeah. you know or whatever, but. Um, that that can be something that that was really meaningful for me and helped me work through some of those times because not every grade was perfect, right? Right. So, 
but that's something that, and I think that can be applied to your undergraduate work too, for that matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking of undergraduate, mm-hmm. um, you said that you were a student here at Central. You yeah. pursued your undergraduate here. What brought you here to Central um, to pursue your undergraduate? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, um, I don't know if students know this, but I actually grew up in McPherson, so I knew of Central. And any anytime you grow up, like in, in your local place, you know, your local town, you oftentimes think that, you know, there's something better outside. So I didn't really think a whole lot about Central until my senior year. And um, uh, maybe hard to believe, but I was an athlete. And so uh, <laughs> I I enjoyed playing soccer. It was like, you know, when you're in high school, you really gravitate towards certain things. And mm-hmm. so I gravitated towards soccer and towards music. And so um, the there was a great um, soccer coach. Um, his name was Amir Esparza, I think he said, is how you say his last name. We just called him Coach Amir. But anyways, he's, I think he's the, um, uh, the, uh, VP of student life at Tabor now. Oh, Interestingly wow. enough, you know, so he had great potential, of course. But anyways, he recruited me, love the Lord. Um, and I liked that. And I came here and I also, um, was being shaped and mentored by the uh, music director, uh, Tom Seaman, and he was he was really influential in my life, and so those um, relationships I saw men of integrity who wanted to serve the Lord um, in their jobs and and in their instruction, whether it be for coaching or teaching, and I loved that, and so I decided to come here. And you know, I I wish I could say that I had a good reasoning, other than I I mean I I didn't really know what I was doing. You know, so. <laughs> well. <laughs> I just, I didn't, like, I, I just hopped on board because I just thought that was, it was just the most obvious. So yeah. I'm thankful to the Lord that, that he, that he, you know, kind of sh- showed me that path. Amen. Yeah. I I think it's much, much more rare that anybody does know what they're doing when <laughs> they, when they start their undergraduate. Uh, I think it's not until you're, um, probably until you're starting to pursue your master's that you have yeah. a, a real, um, semblance of what you're what you're passionate about what you really think you should be doing so what was it that made you pursue your masters in in masters. Mm-hmm. in worship and what why why specifically did you choose what you chose right so um i did my i didn't do my masters in worship i did my masters or i did my doctorate in masters sorry did my doctorate <laughs> in worship um, well, so the reason I chose to continue my education for my doctoral work in worship, I mean, so one of it was a little more practical mm-hmm. in the sense of, um, I, I wanted to, um, I wanted a doctoral degree, which is called a terminal degree, meaning that you don't have to, you know, once you achieve that, then you, then you're in a sense an expert and you can then continue mm-hmm. to, uh, uh, provide research and and um uh i don't know it gives you the authority you need in academic circles i guess you could say right it's kind of like a certification and first aid means you can do first aid anytime you know with anybody or whatever something like that so um what i uh i i was in the music world and i worked with uh, um, bishop brian Mackey and Mm -hmm. um dr brett jansen 
And when I looked at their skills and my skills and the things that I was interested involved in, um, especially with a master's degree mm-hmm. in, uh, at a seminary, I recognized that, that, um, that, that things that the Lord has gifted me or instilled in me with leadership and um, with the way that uh, I, I used music on a daily, on a daily basis mm-hmm. um, and my interest and concern and love for the church, that that was a, a place that, that um, I was being called to. And so I really did feel like I was being called into that area of worship or into the area of study, which was worship. Yeah. And I am uh, I'm thankful to the Lord for that. And I'm also thankful for a school that allowed me, the uh, IWS, which is Institute of Worship St- Studies, mm-hmm. that allowed me to teach here, uh, allowed me to, mm-hmm. you know, we, I had to go down to Florida multiple times, but um, was excited about uh, me incorporating um, uh, my studies directly into my classes and so forth. And, and it, it, just, it just all made sense and fit, and fit together well. And so um, I really do feel like the Lord led me, but I also felt like um, uh, the school is a good fit. And, and when it comes to music, there's a lot of different areas in music that you, mm-hmm. could, you could study. But for me, that's, that, that one fit really, really well yeah. for where I was in life. And I hope that kind of answers Yeah, no, that question. totally. That's probably should be a little more sophisticated but it's it, i don't think it really really was it just i don't think it has to be yeah i don't know i mean it's just you know <laughs> it's just reality of how how the hand was dealt and you know. yeah and 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 it was and it also was a good good timing for my family oh yeah um that was another one uh my my kids were young i don't know i think it's probably easier to do your doctoral work when your kids are young than older so right i felt like it was a good time for that yeah you know, well, awesome. so watching YouTube Sesame Street's a lot easier than doing your schoolwork versus <laughs> going to their volleyball games. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, or, their, or whatever. Or events. Plays so, or other events. Yeah. So I just felt like it was a good timing for my, my family as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can I ask what brought you initially to the Lord? How'd you come to know him? Sure. I grew up in, like I said, here in McPherson. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that probably the first couple times that I really started to notice that the um, Lord was calling me or or inviting me to be in relationship with Him or mm-hmm. um, challenging some of the ways that I had thought about the world and life. I mean, I'm talking about a, a young young age of you know junior high and high school is is attending some camps and being part of youth group mm-hmm. and uh the camps were helpful because you know i think it's really important just to separate and to to come out of our norm to mm-hmm. kind of reflect i still think that's really important yeah um but um those times were special and meaningful times where you make you know your first commitments and and you yeah. say yes for the first time or yeah you know uh you you uh start to hear the Lord's calling in your life for, for righteousness versus just like basic morality of, of where you might live. Of course, I didn't think in those terms, but that's kind of what, what it was. <laughs> and, then, and then when I got into high school, I started to uh, recognize that, um, that the Lord had, was, was giving me a, a great passion for His Word. And so I spent, um, started spending time in His Word and recognizing what 
it meant to be a Christ follower and uh, how um, challenging that is and also how mysterious and, and at the same time practical. You know, it's that it's that balance yeah. of like, you know, you don't, if your brother doesn't have a coat, then you give him a coat. I mean, that's pretty practical, but also, um, you know, that the Holy Spirit is alive and active in his people, which is very mysterious. Mm-hmm. And so those things started coming along and the Lord started to, uh, give me opportunities. I, uh, I started then to grow in ways of, uh, of, of teaching. So I had a Bible study with junior hires, which turned into high school kids for like, I don't know, something like seven or 10 years. I don't oh, wow. know. With the same kids. <laughs> Which I, which at that time I didn't really recognize that that was a little bit unusual, but so we met every Tuesday night at a friend's house, um, for, I don't know, seven to 10 years to read scripture together. Um, and then also, uh, at church getting uh, opportunities to lead worship and at school, I went Mm -hmm. to a Christian school. And so, um, through those things, just being shaped and formed. So, uh, early on, I, I saw a lot of my faith as as doing and mm-hmm. so i it was very um I, I don't know if workspace is the best thing to say but but it was very much you know the way that i show my love for the lord is just doing things for him and so then once i got to college i started recognizing that the lord wants to shape my heart and to move me mm-hmm. uh and so then college became more of a time for me to learn what it meant to love the Lord, not just do things for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. um, and I don't know about you, but I think a lot of students, when they come to college, they, you know, you, you have a lot of self-discovery, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. About who you are and you start to deal with like maybe things that happened in your life earlier. Why did this happen? That happened. Mm-hmm. Whether it be trauma, like big trauma things or small things. And I think that, you know, small events that might have shaped you, yeah. good or bad, but you start to reflect on those things. And then so um, that process happened in my life um, through being here at Central. I, I spent a year then going to school at another at other locations. And, and I finished my senior year here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then but through that process, it, it was uh, it was a time for me to develop into shape. So um, my my journey to the Lord started, of course, with just deciding to follow him. And be in relationship with him, but then moving from more of a workspace to a to a more of a relationship, and and I would, well, you know, I think that a significant part of falling the Lord too for me has been falling in love with my wife here at Central, and yeah. then she wasn't my wife, of course, then, but getting uh, then after I graduated, we got married, and then having family shape my life and make me more like Christ. That's been another important process. I'm sure there's more, but those are the yeah. kind of the three-step journey that I've seen yeah. where uh, the Lord has really shaped me and molded me um, because nothing's there's nothing like being shaped when you have to talk to someone about how, like like my wife, about, you know, you start to re- reflect on how you're acting towards other people. Yeah. <laughs> when you're by yourself, you're always in, in a good light, but um, being a part of uh, serving and, and caring in my wife is the most gracious person that's willing to work with me and help me, um, in my own journey to become, um, more like Christ in that area. So I don't know. That, yeah. That's a really long answer. Is that okay? No, that's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, you mentioned like kind of like the workspace or, you know, just doing things for God. Mm-hmm. I actually, uh, there's an author that 
um, he he talks a lot about kind of some of the postures that we we relate to God with, and one of those postures is like that posture of living life for God, which at, at its you know it doesn't yeah. sound like a bad thing, but it's the difference between missional and missionalism. <laughs> when when our, our entire reality becomes about the work of God and doing things for God, and we get so lost in the work that we completely miss out on our relationship with God, that we kind of just, we, we don't get to share in that um, communion with Christ. Yeah, I and, and with others, I would say. Absolutely. Because I think yeah. that, that in my workspace, I was uh, experiencing you know, the Lord, but, mm-hmm. um, but I, I kind of thought I could do it on my own. Mm-hmm. I, I call this, uh, Clint Eastwood theology. <laughs> um, oh, the I've reason, actually, I've heard something like that before. <laughs> the reason I say that, I don't know anything. I know a little bit of him personally, but during the seventies, eighties, he did these spaghetti Westerns Yeah, where like, you know, he would get on his horse and have, you know, some water and his gun. And that was it, you know, and then he could do it all on his own and <laughs> this kind of tough guy approach to, to, uh, <clears throat> and then I, you know, people really wanted to be like him for whatever reason. Yeah. But I, I think there's been a couple uh, masculine <clears throat> quote unquote Bible studies that have come out of that kind of Clint Eastwood theology. <laughs> well, um, and, and I lived like that. I felt yeah. like I, you know, I had the Bible and I could do everything on my own. This also was kind of just was some significant things that happened in my life where I, mm. Where I needed, where I felt like I had to, you know, tackle the world on my own, like I was some big tough guy, and then I, I quickly realized in college that, that I needed others, whether that be through, you know, just basic you know, friendships and accountability or counseling, or, um, in, in the end, uh, just being able to be transparent, if nothing else, before, you know, someone that put the Lord put in my life, meaning my wife, and just, yeah. and just, uh, recognizing that we do need the church. We do need one another, mm-hmm. and um, to, to there's been kind of a sentiment that uh, that the church is a pain all the time. When I have not found that to be true, I find the church to be um, uh, really important, especially in times of trouble, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes it, uh, it is difficult to work with. But I know that I am difficult to work with sometimes too, yeah. so I can't really. You know, and and I will and I will say that that um, if it wasn't for the church, and I don't mean just you know showing up on Sundays to to worship. Yeah. What I mean is like building building strong relationships with mm-hmm. people, the people of God, like more than one, and you know not just one person, but um, to be able to hear the voice of the Lord together and to grow. Those things are yeah. are really important to me now, and uh, and I find my I find myself. Uh, in a place where, uh, even even at this moment, where I'm I'm trying to listen to what the Lord is speaking to uh, to me, but as us, what, what is the Lord speaking yeah. to us? So, yeah. Awesome. Can you um, you mentioned you know your these Bible study this Bible study that you did for <laughs> yeah. seven plus years, right. um, and kind of the ways that um, you know staying connected with the church and um, growing with people. Can you maybe talk just a little bit about um, what, you know, keeps you anchored in your faith? He, you know, our, our verse 
our theme verse for this year is based on Hebrews six nineteen, mm-hmm. um, about being anchored in Christ. Right. And what so what really keeps you rooted in Him? Why do you continue to pursue Jesus? What is it about Him um, that is so compelling? And yeah. how do you continue to feed into that? Man, that's that's an important question to ask, and I appreciate you asking that. Mm-hmm. Well. I'm just going to kind of share the things that come to the top of my head. Yeah, no, because and I and there's probably better answers, but um, doesn't mean they they're not good answers. (laughs) There can be multiple right answers. Yeah, (laughs) so I think um, uh, things that come to the top of my mind, besides like, you know, I think that probably the most important thing is just you know time in prayer and time in reading the scriptures and you know things like that that I try to do on a daily basis, but. I, I think that for me, um, some of the things that have been most meaningful is um, uh, having a, a group of, for, for me, um, other other guys, other men that I'm accountable with, mm-hmm. uh, that I can, that, that ask me questions about um, my spending time with the Lord, how am I treating others, um, am I living a life of honesty, um, am I living a life of purity, Am I seeking the Lord first in my relationships, friends, family, etc.? Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of um, um, accountability was was um, was shown to me by my father growing up. He would meet with others, and they would ask those sort of questions. That kind of accountability, and then when I was in college and out of college, I was in this rock and roll band that was uh, that that just played music and also but more importantly met once a week to talk about these things and then over time now i've had people in my life actually one of my the guys that i met with he's he's deployed right now uh he Mm -hmm. was in the military so i'm i'm I'm, uh kind of speaking a little bit uh because i'm i'm not doing this right now because of this but um i i pray for him and and we we're prayer partners still so Anyways, that that's one thing that's that's been uh, helped me sustain, especially during difficult times, mm-hmm. right? When you're asking a lot of questions about who am I or what 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 does it mean to you know am I absolute failure at everything? You know so those kind of things that we oftentimes say about ourselves. It's someone to be outside of yourself speaking truth. So that's mm-hmm. that's one thing. The other thing that has been really helpful for me, um, and this is more maybe just the way I'm wired, and so it probably isn't true for, well, I know it's not true for everybody, but I do, I really do think that the best way that I learn is, um, is when I'm in kind of like a a teaching role. And so Mm. it, yeah, because you can't teach without knowing the material and so it forces you to really, really know what you're talking about. Right. So, so this, this made more sense. Uh, when I was teaching full time, not doing administrative work, you know, because I was here on campus and I was for a long time, I was doing my master's and doctoral work. So I was learning and, and then pouring into students with that information. Um, but now doing administrative work, I'm, I'm doing that with faculty. And uh, but I'm also trying to take more advantages of, of just in my local church. And so I, I teach a Sunday school class right now. I don't know how long it will last, but we're we're reading through all the the entire New Testament in 16 weeks, and so that's been a, a challenging thing for me. And uh, and I get to teach co-teach that. I'm not just teaching by myself, with a with um, my wife and a good friend of mine, Jerry Rogers. We're we're teaching that, and so that's a really important part of my life. Um, and it's re- 
uh, to be honest with you, it's it's kind of hard work. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but that's that's a good thing for me right now and yeah. where I'm at. So, so those are two things that that I'm thinking about. I don't think they. I, I would think that the first one might apply more towards all people. The second one, maybe just for the way that God has wired me. Well, Dr. Kaufman, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for uh, coming in to sit here and just let me pick your brain a bit about yeah. about your relationship with the Lord and, yeah, and your work you. here. And yeah, well, I appreciate it. And I appreciate yeah. what you guys are doing. Also, uh, all the things that um, student uh, development, student life does to yeah. to bring and form our students uh spiritually i think it's re- uh, really really important and uh, a job that is um of high calling so thank you jordan and, yeah. and the rest of your team that's supporting you in this yeah happy to happy to be able to <laughs> serve our campus and uh pour into our spiritual lives yeah so thank you yeah this has been the faith friday podcast thanks for listening have a great weekend stay safe stay warm especially right now during the winter And thank God for Jesus. Amen.